welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Eric Garrison. And we are back with season three of the Ways to Flourish podcast. I'm Our so excited. third semester. Yeah. I'm like three, so- you're right, it is three semesters. Yeah, this is the start of our of our very third, a full year and in, in swing of it. Fantastic. It's nice to be back. Let's see, what do you do here on campus? So I am the integrative wellness manager. So I have the very lovely privilege of working with all of the departments of health and wellness, really focusing on how are we communicating? Are we having um, communication and accessibility so that people are aware of what's going on in health and wellness? And we'll talk a little bit more about that Mm. uh, (laughs) later on. um, Because it always it always gets to me a little bit when people ask. What's going on in health and wellness? And I'm like, we're, we're trying to let you know that. Um, and really, I view it as building that bridge between the people and our place and the services and the programs that we offer. And then you, you've been here for quite some time now. You know, in health promotion, we're sort of the public health branch of the uh, Health and Wellness Center. So it's our job to prevent things from happening before they ever do. Or if we notice that something is going on, what can we do to tweak that and prevent that? And then occasionally we have to uh, intervene after something has already happened and do some post-vention work. But uh, my specialty is uh, healthy relationships as far as sexuality goes, uh, flourishing, uh, sleep, of course. I've got colleagues who deal with alcohol and even more so with healthy relationships and sexual violence prevention. But together, we just uh, cover the gamut and work with everybody in the building and those outside of the building, too. I think it's that collaborative piece that you that you're, you actually uh, help us do so well. Oh, thank you. And I love our approach to wellness, integrative wellness and and this campus, on this campus, in this building, across this campus. Um, we try to stand firm in, in that sense that wellness is not something that's happening, of course, just in the wellness center or just at the uh, recreation center. Um, but I love that approach where we're focusing our services on across that spectrum, the education, the preventative piece that y'all play such a big role in and then of course that intervention aspect of it and you've got you know health services counseling uh, our our colleagues across the way and and recreation so yeah it's it's just i've heard about this from other people saying you know where else in your life or what what other time in your life will you ever have all these services together um literally under one roof but also in the same space communicating with each other where it's legally allowed, but where they're just all there looking for a different aspect of your health um, because they want you to be a better person, not just for these, you know, years here at William & Mary, but for your time after that, that it's a a life of change. Yeah, your inevitable time after that, right? Yes, exactly. such a foundational, like, learning environment here. The things, I I love it when we talk about um, this wellness space here that this is really a learning center where le- you're learning about you and that's really what the service providers are, are working towards absolutely and we're moving into our fourth year now we are we are isn't that exciting and you know one of the things that that always happens especially this time of the year we get people dropping in we get professors you know other you know staff members students Family members come in, they email us, they call us, they text us, and they're all wanting to know what is new in health and wellness this year. 
Yeah, let's chat about it. Let's do. All right. So, yeah, like I said earlier, the what's going on in health and wellness, you know, there's really one place that you can go to that you can find all of the answers to that question, and that is on the William & Mary Wellness app. But while you're here, um, let's just chat through these things. So first of all, you have two facilities that are dedicated to the, yes, the well-being yes. of this community, and that is the B. McLeod Recreation Center and the McLeod Tyler Wellness Center, which is where we are now. And at the Wellness Center, we have brought all of these service providers together under under one roof. I think over the last three years, they've done a great job of really being able to optimize their service to students, but not even just students. We do a lot of work with faculty and staff and programming that's directed Absolutely. towards them. Absolutely. I'm excited for this year in particular, um, the work that's being done to really provide an even deeper and greater emphasis on, on employee and staff well-being. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Student Health Center. Start there. So we've got some great friends over there. Incredible friends. And, you know, the thing I, I, I would like every, every listener to know is that everyone who works there could have worked at any other medical facility in the world, but they chose to work with this population and at this specific university. So this is not, you know, um, you know, they wound up here. They chose to be here because they want to work with us and they want to work at William & Mary. And we'll talk about occupational wellness a little bit later on in the season, but really just the value that they bring to this community. And also, I mean, this, it's a strong passion there. It's gives them a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning. And so, um, we have the right people in the right place here. Um, on that team, it's a full staff of physicians and lab techs. We have a pharmacist. We do have a pharmacist with a doctorate in pharmacy. Yeah. We've got nurse practitioners, nurses. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And so fun fact about the pharmacy is that you can go there, not just for your prescriptions, but also anything that's over the counter that's accessible all the time. That's true. I often forget. And faculty and staff can go there that's too. Right. They will yeah. fill your uh, prescription um, even if it wasn't written there. So that's a, a great service. Yeah. And um, students can access their online health portals. It's tribehealth.wm.edu. So all of the questions and paperwork, people can log into that portal. Um, you can find it right on the Student Health Center website to get connected um, with a physician, questions that you might have. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing that listeners need to know, too, I was just thinking about the pharmacy, is they do not prescribe sleeping medication. They also don't um, prescribe um, stimulants. So with the exception of those two things, um, Dr. Bounds should be able to cover whatever it is that you need. Yeah. So and that's an take advantage of that. And that's an intentional choice, right? It is an intentional choice. It's also a convenient choice. You don't need to hop on a shuttle or schlep, you know, over to some Walgreens or something. It's right here on your campus, uh, unless you're down at VIMS. But even so, you could still consult with Dr. Bounds about your prescription or does it interact with something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also um, upstairs, we've got our counseling center. Um, broad range of services. Last year, they were doing a lot of virtual appointments. Excited for all of our staff to be able to have more in-person opportunities. Um, the counseling center, and there are a lot of questions surrounding the types of appointments and what's accessible there. So on a basic level, individual group appointments, 
When you're going in to get started with the counseling center, though, Eric, there are a couple of different types as you start to embark on that journey with them. Um, let's talk about those. You know, when a, when a student comes in and says, I'd like to have an appointment, it's not uncommon. Actually, it's required of the receptionist to ask, you know, at, at what level of, of care do you think you are or what you might need? There's, there's a triage appointment, which is basically an investigation appointment. You know, you'll meet with a therapist and, and you kind of figure out, okay, where do you want to go from here? It might be one-time homesickness. It could be I just lost a, a, a loved one. My great-grandmother just passed away. Um, it could be that I'm not sure where I am right now, but, you know, could you just listen to me and figure, figure that out? Is it something that could be handled here on campus? Or is it that we need to involve someone like Christine Ferguson to find me a, a therapist off campus who might be able to speak my language? Uh, maybe they're of my religion. They understand my condition or my, my needs better than someone else. But that's where a triage appointment is, 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 is important. And I want to say, too, that there are some situations where moving forward with um, a counseling you know, engaging in those services are going to be really fitting to, to your situation and your scenario. And then there are others where you have this amazing perspective of integrative wellness, which means we've got a, a full spectrum of services, yes, education, yes. service. So it might not always be that at that moment that counseling isn't might not be the best path for you to take. It might be working through a workshop, identifying um, and managing anxiety, depression, things like that. So again, just to emphasize, there are many paths dependent upon what the situation is. And you know, I'm thinking as, as you're as you're speaking about art therapy or mm -hmm. some of the psychoeducation that goes on upstairs or elsewhere, or like you said, it could be a workshop on how to sleep better or um, how to meditate, how to be more mindful. All of those things contribute to your mental health, and I think that's important for, for students to understand that it's not just therapy uh, as the only route you know, to, uh, to flourishing, but there's other uh, modalities out there that work as well, if not better for some people, mm -hmm. than some of the more traditional methods. And with everybody, the issue with counseling is that you know, it, it works immediately for some. For others, it's a struggle, but it would work if they would devote themselves to that. And then there's a small portion where it's like, you know what, that just wouldn't work for you at all. So, you know, counseling in that case is sort of like a pair of jeans. Some fit right off the rack. Some you got to stretch or shrink a little bit. Um, some you just have to throw away and ask for another pair. So, you know, just be aware that it's not always going to be 100% right off the bat, it takes some work. They're going to, you know, move you from your comfort zone into your stretch zone. They're going to want to know what's going on so they can, they can provide the best service for you. Another great thing that the counseling center will do is they'll consult with you. So let's say you have a friend of yours who um, might be threatening self-harm or your roommate is having severe homesickness and it's affecting your relationship with them or, you know, your ability to study in the room. Your, your sweetheart may be going through some things, maybe a sexual trauma or something along those lines. A counselor can sit down with you and say, here are some things that you can do for them. But more importantly, since you're dealing with the secondhand depression, the secondhand sexual assault, the secondhand homesickness, here are some things that we can do for you. And by the way, I was thinking too, don't think that you have to feel rock bottom to see a counselor. You could be having an A plus 100 day. Like, oh my gosh, my world is just perfect right now. 
speak to a counselor so they can help you maintain that. But also to talk to you about how realistic that that, that is. And I think that goes back too to that that education and learning about how your brain works. You know yes. that um, preventative piece of it. You know before we're moving into that state of uh, needing intervention. And you know seeking help. Um, it's a sign of strength. So, you know, seeking sensible support shows strength. So it's very wise of you. It's difficult. It's awkward. But it's very important that you do go, you know, looking for help, the, the proper help. Um, you know, you're not, um, you know, talking to, you know, the Crimdell or a squirrel or something. You're speaking to people who can, can actually help you. So that's something. This is where you learn how to adult. No matter what your age is, this is where you learn how to adult while you're at university. And I love that piece of our, our mental, our perspective and addressing mental health. Like it's that you have this beautiful brain with its gifts and its challenges. To, um, and what a perfect environment to explore what those are and be surrounded by this community of people who can help you celebrate the gifts that are are yours and help you to work through and overcome those challenges as well. Um, so we talked about the triage appointments. We talked about the consultation options. And then the last piece of um, their appointment offerings too is the urgent and walk-in appointments. That's one that a lot of students may not understand. And, and sometimes we will walk in with an urgent matter, but because it's awkward for us to share that or because we don't think that our problem is as great as our roommates or somebody else's, we might hold back on that. But an urgent or a walk-in appointment, this is for something that is pressing, it's critical, it is urgent, it's uh, immediate. It's where you feel like, I cannot get through the next 24 hours um, unless I speak to somebody. And we have a, a team on, on, on campus during opening hours, who see nothing and nobody other than these urgent or walk-in appointments. So people will ask us and they'll say, Lindsay, Eric, what, what, what is an urgent or walk-in appointment? These are people who are having extreme difficulty coping with their emotions or it's a time-sensitive matter. Um, maybe they've experienced some, some incredible loss or trauma. Maybe it was a sexual trauma. Um, their, their eating or their lack of eating is just out of control. Uh, they're having thoughts of, of, of harming themselves or even in, ending it all. Um, they're hearing voices. Uh, they're seeing things that aren't there. Uh, you know, all of these things. They're, they're, they're thinking of harming somebody else. Any of these things I've listed and probably a bunch that I haven't are all reasons to see someone for an urgent uh, visit or a walk-in. That, you know, share this. It's an awkward moment in your life, and that's okay. Seize the awkward. Um, speak to someone at the front desk. Um, it, it's a very confidential space. It's a very protected space. Let them know before you leave whether you can or cannot make it through the next 24 hours without speaking to someone. There is no reason for a student who is experiencing an urgent matter to say they can't see me for a week or they can't see me for two weeks. We can typically see you in the briefest amount of time on that very same day. Uh, oftentimes it's, hey, have a seat. Um, we'll get someone from our uh, team to, to see you today um, or even within the next hour or 20 minutes. So do not think that you have to leave the building or leave that office space without having found the services or some advice or something that you need. And I think it's important for us as a community to understand these different appointment types because maybe you do have that urgent um, walk-in you know, scenario that you need to connect with someone at that moment in time. 
And sometimes if people aren't coming into the building and walking out with that appointment, you have to understand that there's this wide variety of appointment types that are there to to meet your needs. And I think we also need to um, understand that the, the staff of the counseling center also, just like the staff at the at the um, student health center, their specialty, their area of expertise are working with our, um, our student population um, from a traditional student population sense. And they like the connections that Christine Ferguson has, where if the services that are there are not what's best for you, being able to link you with a community member who can serve you well. We chatted with some staff in the counseling center um, before starting our session today plenty of availability. Um, And I think that it's time for us as a community to be very sensitive to the narrative that we're talking about and sharing with our peers, our other students on, on campus, and understanding that that language can sometimes create a very strong barrier for someone who needs to seek access Mm, mm. and might not be able to get past those discussions, things that they've heard. Um, and there's plenty of plenty of appointments right now. Um, so we do just, like Eric said, you said it so well, when you get to that place where you need to seek help, tap into that, you have these resources that are available with people who are ready to, to help you. And I think the, the last thing I would like to say is that, you know, um, if you go out into the, I don't want to call it the real world. This is a real world for, for, for all of us. But when you go out into the non-university world, trying to get an appointment with a counselor, a doctor, you know, a, a social worker, even a dentist. Months. It, months, exactly. We, we don't have that weight here. I, I pass billboards all the time, you know, advertising what an ER weight is. That's great. But they don't have doctor weights up there. They will, students and faculty and staff will realize our services for those whom they serve are available you know, at a, at a rapid turnaround time. You just have to ask for that and be honest. And that being honest piece means being vulnerable and that's okay. Yeah. One thing I'm really excited about for this semester too is being able for us to offer that sense of transparency. Um, we're exploring the idea of a dashboard mm, that covers I've health and wellness. That. And so to really give that, um, that glimpse of where we are in time, what you can expect as you're coming in for services, if there are any wait times, what that looks like, um, not just with the counseling center, but really across health and wellness. Um, but yeah, so we talked about the Student Health Center, we talked about the Counseling Center, and then your area of expertise, what's happening in health promotion. So we have a lot of things that are going on within health promotion and the Center for Authentic Excellence. You know, we've got an Authentic Excellence initiative here through CMAX, which is, again, the Center for um, Authentic Excellence, uh, for Mindfulness and Authentic Excellence. Um, this, you know, philosophy of not leading with fear Finding a value other than fear uh, that can guide you is just, uh, it's, it's just, it's life-changing, literally and figuratively, figuratively, it is life-changing. And that's something that, you know, our, our work here within the Health and Wellness Center is, is undertaking. We've got the Not app that we're going to be talking about. Um, how do we have those awkward conversations? And that awkwardness is something we all need to embrace. Um, but how do we do that? And so apps like Nod or um, other resources uh, along those lines can help us do that. We've got Silver Cloud, which is an online psychoeducational tool to help people dealing with either stress, anxiety, or depression. 
there's even a COVID module this year to help you deal with some of that anxiety or some of those worries that you might have surrounding the uh, current pandemic. Uh, we're working with our colleagues in the health center uh, around an HPV, the human papillomavirus vaccination campaign. And also we're working with uh, counselors upstairs to make suicide prevention not just a week-long event, but how do we dose that over the course of a year? Um, you're going to hear in some of these podcasts about wellness coaching and some of those other great things that we're doing this semester. So stay tuned to Ways to Flourish podcasts. But also, as Lindsay mentioned, you know, check out the website, you know, wm.edu forward slash wellness. Look at our online wellness center uh, or, or um, all these uh, online initiatives that we've got uh, because we are here for you, um, both virtually but also face to face. Just take advantage of that and uh, be as well as you can, you know, for that particular day in your life. I am a big fan of the Nod app, and especially mm. at this point of the semester, as we've got a freshmen coming into campus for the first time, we have sophomores who've been living the first year of their William and Mary experience under, you know, COVID pandemic conditions, um, and really thinking about how that, you know. We have worked to maintain opportunity and connection, but you know what are the residual effects of that on on your social connections? And so, for Nod in particular, as a tool to build that social skill set, Step had shared some research that they conducted earlier in the year, and the number one concern of incoming students um, being concerned about you know making friends, finding yeah, their yeah. people, and I love that Nod is a tool that really can A, work through any anxiety or concerns you have about engaging in those situations and also just a nice little stockpile of conversation starters. It absolutely is. It's a nice thing to have in your toolkit. And speaking of toolkits, you have some incredible stuff going on here in the building with Fitwell. So what are some of the things that you're doing this year, um, either carrying over or starting new that yeah. are along the Fitwell series? Yeah, so the Fitwell programs are that staple piece that um, that's where campus recreation really comes in and occupies our space, bringing the programs and services um, massage therapy and Reiki is going to be back for the fall semester. Excited to have um, those practitioners working with us right now. Um, all of that information is available on on the website as well. Um, and then our Fitwell schedule, we are back in person morning, noon, and night, just about every single day in the wellness center in particular. Um, the Fitwell classes are spread all over campus. I think there are four different locations this semester where these classes will be occurring. Um, but we didn't get to experience that last year. Mm. So it's exciting mm. for instructors. It's exciting for participants who can move out of that um, that virtual space. We There was a lot of programming that happened previously in, at, in Miller and at Matoka last semester. All of that will be maintained moving into this semester. But at the Wellness Center in particular, excited to have um, those classes come back into this space in particular. And I have to ask, looking at, so where we are right now, I can see paints and crayons and everything else. Do we have the divine Sarah B working with us this year? Do, yes. So Sarah's going to be maintaining some of her virtual um, teaching opportunities. I think that it is, let's see here, Tuesdays, 11 to noon, she'll be in the Wellness Center um, she's going to maintain a knitting group that she started. 
um, her traditional creative art therapy processes and, and the women's groups. And we've gotten some questions about the women's groups in particular. Uh, that was an, uh, initiate that was initiated through the women's weekend a couple of years Mm. ago, but I'm excited that this year we will expand to have a faculty staff employee creative art session um, at some point. So that will be uh, more accessible across the board. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's exciting to be back in person and the fitwell classes are going to be happening at, um, Matoka. This all starts on Wednesday, September 1st. So students always have free access to the classes. They just need to log online. It's wellness.wm.edu. You get a free fitwell membership that includes access to the classes that happen daily that you can drop into anytime. And then also the wide variety of series that we have, both from the wellness professionals, between health coaching and spirituality to women in the weight room um, mm. coming from the student staff. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a full schedule. It's exciting to be back in full swing. And then across the way at the rec center too. That's um, what I was going to ask about. Have you just mentioned all the great rec things that are going on here? What's going on in the original building? Yeah. So the rec center, the B McLeod recreation center is open now. Um, I think that they opened up earlier this week and I mean, the climbing wall is back. I'm a big fan of that oh, one. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so that was, um, being revitalized this semester. I feel like I keep referencing our last <laughs> semester, but it's so exciting. You don't, it's almost like you don't have that, um, you don't realize your full appreciation for something until it's gone. So the climbing wall will be back. Um, the boathouse is going to start to open up soon. I think that's on Friday, September 3rd. Um, and then the um, outdoor recreation program is going to continue on with their Friday night campfire. So a lot of the programming that did result out of our previous situation. Nice to see that there are elements of that, that we did find value in that will be maintained um, with a a few virtual classes, but also things like these on-campus opportunities. And then intramural sports are back. So they've got registration opening up for indoor soccer and softball. And then as they move through the semester, I think it's volleyball, um, dodgeball tournaments are going to be back. And I'm very excited for or in-person happening of the, the being goody 5k. Yes. Yes. Um, the two wonderful individuals, um, uh, and namesakes of both our recreation and wellness centers. Yeah. I've done so much for students, faculty and staff, as far as the whole wellness piece goes. Yeah. The wellness piece, I mean, and really just across campus and, and in the community, but with in health and wellness in particular, um, I don't think that we would be who we are today Mm, without mm. them. And especially um, from that accessibility piece with the free access to all the classes and the series, that is something that is all thanks to to being goody. And how do people like, I know you mentioned we can go to the website, but most of us um, carry our phones around. I don't always use them for, for internet access. Is there another way that they could access these things? Yeah, so we have the William & Mary Wellness app. It was really designed to be all-inclusive of our approach, our spectrum. So anything that you are looking for, any way that you want to connect with health and wellness, there's information available on the app, whether that's the counseling center, the student health center. Um, that's a great portal to get you. And also just for an exploratory sense, you know, what is it that we have available? What's there? 
Um, if anyone has questions, you can always feel free to reach out to us. Um, if you send it along to wellness at wm.edu, uh, we'll make sure that your questions are answered or sent on to the best person uh, to give you a response. So there's the William & Mary app, there's wm.edu forward slash wellness, and then you just gave that email address, which is wellness at wm.edu. Yeah. So several different ways that people can stay in touch. Yeah. So mobily on the app, the app is a great way to connect with all of that information and to register for the programs. You're going to do that right through the app. Um, but of course, the website will lead you there too. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like uh, uh, lots of things in store for faculty, staff, and students, but it also means that you and I have got some, some work cut out for us as well, and our, our colleagues do too. So it's going to make us an exciting semester, I'm sure. It's a very exciting. I think the to-do lists are long, yes, um, but yes. we are thankful to have them and to be doing the work that we do. And as always, I am grateful for all the work that you do. And same to you, Eric. Happy third season. Yes, happy third season. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, United Healthcare, for the support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Colin Cross, Jenny Helmendaller, Ben Heath, Daria Moody, and myself, Eric Garrison.